Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Today's story is in honor of Moshe Tzvi ben Yosef. May his neshama, his soul, have a great elevation. May we soon be merit to meet him through Tachias and Mesim, through the re-enlivenment of the dead. All Jewish people will again be alive with us and death will be wiped out. May it happen soon. If you would like to sponsor a story, you can email me at jewisheducate at gmail.com, jewisheducate at gmail.com. Today we're telling a story about Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, the great Poise Kador, the uh, halachic expert of our generation. He actually passed away a a few decades decades ago, but we are still referring to his halachas, halachic decisions in many, 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 many cases. So in the times that uh, Rabbi Feinstein was um, uh, at his uh, most active, he had many, many people who um, were simple people. They didn't have a big, uh, extensive Jewish education. And they also struggled mightily to earn a living, a parnasa, here in the New World. That is that they were people that came from Europe, um, m- many of them, and they came and moved to America. And it was very, very hard to keep mitzvahs in America, um, especially Shabbos, because in America, the average job required that the person worked on Shabbos. And therefore, it was a big challenge for that generation. We're talking about people in the 1920s, 1930s, 1940s, not sure exactly, something like that. But um, it was very, very difficult for them to get work, which did not require them to be on the job on Shabbos. And therefore, many, many people... Um, stopped keeping Shabbos, who had kept Shabbos earlier in Europe, and they stopped because they felt they could not earn enough money if they wouldn't work on Shabbos. And as a result, once a person stopped keeping Shabbos, many times all the other parts of their Yiddishkeit, or many, many parts of the Yiddishkeit, also dissolve, and therefore there began, um, to some extent, intermarriage and so forth. And the next generation, a lot of intermarriage. And so Judaism became very, very weak, Unfortunately, now Baruch Hashem is get, getting stronger, but we're still dealing with some of these issues. However, this issue of working on Shabbos was really, really a big, big test. And, and we certainly cannot judge those people who had those tests. Who knows if we would have been able to pass that test. But in any case, in our story, there was a certain Jew who uh, was exceptional. And he followed Moshe Feinstein's instructions to keep Shabbos. He said, I don't care what, I'm going to keep Shabbos. And you know what happened to the end of the week. He would get a job on Sunday, work till Friday, not show up on Shabbos. And when he came again on Sunday, they said, sorry, we fired you because you didn't come here on Shabbos to work. You'd have to find another job. And this is the way he lived for decades and decades. Always, always, always keeping Shabbos and having a very, very hard time keeping a job. Finally, after many years, his children grew up. Baruch Hashem, he had children, they grew up, and they went their own ways. And he saw, to his horror, 
that they did not keep Shabbos, they did not keep mitzvahs. They went away from Yiddishkeit. And so he came to his rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, and said, Rabbi Moshe, look at this. All these years I kept Shabbos so faithfully, and now my children have all grown up, and they don't keep Shabbos. They don't keep the mitzvahs. They left. What's going on? What? You told me I should keep Shabbos, and I did. So Rabbi Moshe said to him, tell me something, my dear fellow Jew. When you kept Shabbos, what was it like for you? He said, I hated keeping Shabbos because I knew that because I kept Shabbos, I was going to probably lose my job and have to find another job the next week. It was terrible. And I felt that it was a fault of Shabbos. I knew I had to keep Shabbos, but I did not like keeping Shabbos. I hated it. Ah, Sir Moshe, that's why your children didn't keep Shabbos. They saw that you hated keeping Shabbos, and they said to themselves, why should we get involved in something which our father hates and we'll probably also hate keeping Shabbos? Why should we? And they left. So from this story we see that it's actually not enough to keep mitzvahs, to learn tight and keep, to keep mitzvahs. Rather, we have to love learning Torah and keeping mitzvahs. Now, of course, you can't force somebody to love, but the idea is to think about what it means to do what Hashem tells us and to realize that's the greatest chus, that's the greatest merit, greatest privilege in the world to know that there is Hashem, to know that Hashem has a plan for us, to know that Hashem has instructions and teachings for us, and and to do what Hashem says. In fact, that is the main idea of Torah mitzvahs, doing what Hashem says. Hashem created us. He's our master. He is looking over us all the time. And He said, this is what we should do. So, of course, if we can understand more of why we are supposed to do the mitzvahs, besides just that Hashem said, it becomes more enjoyable. But the basic idea of doing what Hashem said, this should itself be enjoyable. Hashem, actually, as great as He is, takes time to be concerned with me and to tell me what I should do. And He gets pleasure from the fact that I do it. And with this attitude of having an enjoyment and even more a passion and excitement about keeping tighter, learning tight and doing mitzvahs, this is what will bring all of the brachas to us. And in fact, when Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu to collect a half shekel from each person in order to build, build the Mishkan and in order to be atoned for the sin of the golden calf, Moshe couldn't understand how could giving a little coin of a half shekel bring atonement for such a terrible sin of, of uh, worshiping the golden calf or or. Uh, being complicit, complicit, you know, not not objecting to other people's worship in the golden calf, and Hashem said, "Look at that vision that I am showing you. You see, it's a coin of fire. That means to give the half shekel with fire, with passion, with excitement, with love. If we do the learning of Taita and the and the 
observance of mitzvahs with excitement and love and passion, then it will really have its greatest effect. And now, to a little bit of study about Mashiach. So, when we learn about Mashiach and about Moshe, it seems that in some places the Torah tells us that Moshe was the greatest. In other places, it seems to be said or implied that Mashiach will be the greatest in Jewish history ever. And therefore, this is something which is constantly uh, debated back and forth among our sages. And we have the following story. The Tzemach Tzedek, the third Chabad Rebbe, once said a mimer, a Torah teaching, which implied that Moshe Rabbeinu was on a higher level than Mashiach. And after he said this mimer, he was... He was distressed by it. It bothered him. Because we are always hoping that Mashiach will be even greater than Moshe. After all, we want to go up. He fell asleep and he had a dream. The Alter Rebbe's grandfather, the first Chabad Rebbe, Shner Zalman of Liadi, appeared to him in a dream. And he said, Moshe Rabbeinu has a special quality. And Mashiach has a special quality. Moshe was compared to a doctor with practical experience. And that's why the practical mitzvahs, the actual doing mitzvahs that we put on tefillin and, and put up mezuzah and shake live and so over, all that was given through Moshe. Moshe was involved with practical things here in this world. And therefore, the mitzvahs were given through Moshe, very special the 613 mitzvahs were given to us through Moshe. Mashiach is not like that. Mashiach is a different specialty. And therefore, Mashiach will reveal the inner part of Taita, the neshama, the soul of Taita, the inner spiritual teachings of Taita, the godliness within Torah, the holiness of Taita. And this is something which Mashiach will have, which will surpass Moshe. And this is Mashiach's specialty, revealing the godliness within Taita. And I might add, if I may be so humble, to reveal the godliness in the world. May it happen quickly, especially through your and my addition in Torah learning, in mitzvahs, especially in learning about Mashiach and Geula, and especially having in mind in our tefillahs and our Torah and mitzvahs for the schus of the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael, especially the soldiers and the police and so forth, who are battling our enemies, the humans of our time, may we be successful completely and quickly to wipe out all of the humans of our time and to bring the Geula. Thank you so much for joining Jewish Stories and more.